0: I'm Kate Daniels. Gregory Kufakos is a man doing some very important work, some life-saving work, with our young men. The ages of 16 to 25 are critical years, and too many young boys, young men, are struggling. Gregory relates to this and has dedicated himself to the solutions. He joins us with a book he's written about the 15 years of experience of working with the young men, it's called The Primal Method, A Book for Emerging Men, and it's really a great resource. Let's meet Gregory and learn more. Gregory Kufakus, good morning, and thank you so greatly for being with us today.
1: Good morning, good morning. Great to be here with you.
0: And a greater thanks to you uh, because of this really important, such critical work that you are doing with young men. In fact, your book, The Primal Method, a book for emerging men, uh, captures some of the essence of this being your work, your life's work. And this is such an interesting term, emerging men. So let's set the groundwork of what you mean by that, Gregory, and who we're really talking about. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I liked, I liked using this word, emerging men, because what we're really talking about is that stage of moving from being a boy to being, becoming a man, And roughly that takes place between around 16 to 40, although, you know, it is a journey that never is fully complete. And in many cases, at least in our culture in America, it's a journey that sometimes is never even initiated, uh, which is, you know, why we have so many, uh, you know, quote unquote men who are are still uh, essentially like little boys. You know, psychologically and and spiritually, they've just never, they've never gone through this process of becoming what a a true or a full male really is. So the term emerging suggests that this is a process, not an event. Uh, It doesn't just happen. And, you know, is a gradual sort of process that we undertake as men.
0: And maybe that's a critical word—a gradual process. It's really constantly evolving, rather than thinking there's just some magic door you step through and voila, well, right. there we are. Right? Yeah, I'm
1: right. I'm I'm eighteen, and voila, twenty-one, voila. And in the past, uh, cultures had a lot of sort of really meaningful rituals, or what are called rites of passage, where they, they gave men or young boys challenges to assist them in the process of basically transforming themselves into their, their greater depth. And uh, are we doing that as a culture? Are we nurturing our young men consciously and with intent? To help them grow? No, we're not. We're throwing things at the wall and hoping that it sticks and uh, it doesn't stick. And that's what's happening.
0: And we're seeing really a tragedy of so many lost young men. This pandemic certainly has not helped matters, but maybe we can use it in a positive way to, to really show up this giant pit, this problem mm. that exists to a larger degree, and really get working on it.
1: Exactly, that's my that's my hope, and that often happens. That uh, to really face a challenge, you need it to be brought to surface in a very, very intense way, and I believe that as the dust starts to settle, we will see, and we are already seeing, that um, this last year has brought these challenges with young men more to the surface. Uh, This idea of being lost, of being directionless, of not really tapping into their power and their belief in themselves, this last year has brought it to the surface more so.
0: This last year has been so much about isolation, and that is one of what we could call one of the pitfalls, one of the big challenges for young men, isn't it?
1: It is. It is. And we got lulled into, I think many people got lulled into this idea of let's tell our young men to isolate, and this will all be over, you know, a month, two months three months and the, the bar kept keeps getting moved back. In the meantime, the consequences of doing that are far outweighing the importance of it. And uh, what you have is you have a a group of people that are really in need of growth and and we're we're uh, asking them to to hit the pause button on that without any other guidance or direction. So it isn't like we're we're stepping in to really help them through that. It's just like stay home, isolate. Everything now is going to be virtual. And thank you very much.
0: Right, and you you have in your work. With the primal method you 've seen this evolving, you've continued the work, and so tell us about how it's been going on.
1: yeah, well, for me when this all when this all started, I spoke very honestly and humbly to the young men that I was working with and their families and I said uh, with all Due respect, and I have an enormous respect for COVID uh, and for our community and the things we need to do to keep, you know, certain uh, members of our community safe. With all due respect to COVID, uh, you men cannot afford to put your lives on hold for a year. You, this isolation, this um, lack of of going and and. Uh, living your life and trying... I work with men who, who are suffering from addictions and mental health issues and overall stuckness. So I my statement to them is, you you can't afford to just sit in your home for a year, so we need to find a way to improvise, adapt, and overcome. And for us, we came up with a recipe for doing that, and the results have been staggering. I mean, the young men that I'm working with This has been one of the biggest years of growth and transformation for them. Those are their words, too, you know. Um, So basically that was my statement is COVID is, uh, again, with respect to COVID, it's the least of your worries. Your worries are your isolation, your addictive tendencies, your low self-esteem, your being lost. These are the things that are most challenging to you. So we can't afford, we have to triage and make sure we're treating Uh,
0: Those things, and so there isn't a one size fits all. I think that's what we can get from the book, The Primal Method, a book for emerging men, because you share so many stories. So there's um, a a real sense of looking at the individual, the individual finding what what is within them that they need to to live out, live and live out, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, I've been very fortunate, uh, as have the young men that I've worked with, because we were able to duplicate what that movie in the 80s, Karate Kid, uh, where, and I even give a chapter called Miyagi Mentoring, you know, where Miyagi, of course, is the teacher who guides the apprentice, Daniel, into his own, you know, uh, path. And we were very fortunate because we were able to work very intimately. And so this is why in the book I give all these different stories of how each young man is unique um, and finding that, that everybody's road to freedom uh, is unique. However, it does have some common elements, which is what the book is about is, is what are the common elements, what are the tools, what are the stages that I found that all of the young men that I worked with went through.
0: And so on that point, isn't this book, The Primal Method, a really wonderful tool for for parents, for educators, for young men themselves to to read? It's it's really captivating. Mm. It's not a really long book, but it's filled with all mm-hmm. these great stories aren't they then that guide to find where we find uh, some inspiration or some direction or that aha moment?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The feedback that I'm getting from parents and, and, you know, older men uh, is that they love the book, you know, and uh, young men have also read the book and found it, you know, uh, also they, they, it to be um, a resource to them, Um, I spent years creating the book so that a young man can read it. I wanted to take my time to really get into uh, the spirit of how I reach young men, 18 years old, 20 years old, 30 years old. So I wrote the book so that they can read it and so that they can benefit from it. But what I'm finding is, especially because of the, the becoming a storyteller, it is, I believe, a book that people of all generations can read the stories and they can, they can find a common um,
0: – uh, they can get
1: into conversations about it. And, you know, that's what I'm hearing from uh, from people like educators and parents are saying that, wow, this is really a book that can help me talk to my son. That's my hope.
0: Yours and mine, and I'm sure all parents and educators, we want to see this success because the other side of it, so much of what we have seen is just so tragic and one life lost, is mm-hmm. really horrible, but here's a chance to really literally save lives.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it is, and there's not that many resources out there that are really meant for that, and that's part of my life's work at this time, is to offer that hope to young men, and as you know, because you read the book, you see that I was one of those young men who almost uh, lost his life. And I've come to see my life is very precious, and so is theirs. And so I want to reach them and offer them what I compiled, but also what I wish I had when I was in my 20s.
0: And that's where that that source of of real mentorship, of having lived the experience rather than saying, well, in theory, or, Mm -hmm. you know, research has shown here having that lived experience, I think is just such a important connecting point and really gives important substance.
1: It is, it is, you know, you and I were mentioning uh, that trail, uh, the Pacific Crest Trail that runs from Mexico to Canada, you know, and vice versa. And I'm on the same trail that they are, and they know that. They feel that. This is not something I learned from a book, uh, per se. So there is something amazing about sharing that journey of being an emerging man. And I feel that that is the lifeblood of my work is that I devote myself to that process.
0: A very important word that comes up here and have been hearing more so this past year, I think, is mentorship, mentoring. That is so key. It shows up in the book. It's been important for you. It's what you are doing, but you can't be with everyone all over. So Mm. that is something for for parents and educators to be nurturing and, and discovering for our young men, would you say?
1: Yeah, completely. And, uh, you know, we're going to need the whole community to step up. And I can't personally be there. I, and I've worked with very extreme cases, but not everybody's journey is as extreme as mine was or the, the young men that I work with. So it is about, I, I mean, I remember being a child and being on the baseball team and school janitor was my baseball coach and i never forget the day that he and two of my teammates who were i think three years older than me that blended the team so it was like age group you know of about three years they came and they said you know jim the coach wants he's looking for a third pitcher and he thinks you're his guy and i remember jim coming and taking the baseball it in my hand. And that had such a powerful effect. You know, so even these little moments are just treasures of spirit that we can offer to young men. And what we need to be doing is doing that consistently and doing it from the time that they're young. That's how we stoke the fire of the male spirit. Again, this is not a gas fire. You can't just go and flip the switch and it turns on. This is a log fire. We're starting it from young Growing, you know, little wood on in the beginning, and it, it becomes greater and greater. It's not an event. It's a
0: process. Right. So to seek out then a mentor or seek out the kind of support that they need, what is your recommendation to parents and to educators?
1: Well, I mean, to parents, it is, you know, You walk a fine line as a parent because you have a specific role with your child. But as much as possible, you can live and demonstrate for your child what the authentic pursuit of happiness looks like. So instead of stopping your journey as a being and trying to lecture or change your child, which is so compelling right? You see them suffering, you see them struggling, you want to, you want to stop and turn around and start pointing out all their deficiencies. You can lose your own journey as a parent. So your first and foremost job as a parent is to demonstrate for your child how to live. And you cannot ask your child to do something that you are currently not doing. You cannot say, hey, I am not in my journey of becoming a happy, full person, but you need to. So that doesn't work. You have to live the teachings, not just prescribe them. And that's the same for the educators. The important thing is your journey and to share that journey with the younger person. But in addition, as a parent, what is important is to search for the mentors and the mini-mentors that can be an influence in your child's life. So look for the people that can play a role. You know, find the gymnastics coach that can play a role in helping your child evolve. Find the soccer coach, find the guitar teacher. Don't just settle for people that don't really care about giving to your children. And that is the most important
0: Thing that they can do. This is what I'm going to refer to the story. Actually, it's the Miyagi story in mm-hmm. your book, The Primal Method, because that really underscores how searching for the right teacher, the right mentor, uh, mm-hmm. be it for a short period in this case or a longer term, know that there needs to be some searching. Don't just settle on, oh, well, here is someone who would be a good role model.
1: Exactly. Yeah, the story you're talking about is when I took the young man surfing, and he was very against it because he had had two experiences in his life, two very brief experiences surfing that were not positive. But I got the sense that he was intrigued by the idea. So I spent time looking for a person that I felt could give the best chance of getting through to this kid. And we found this uh this man who just had a way about him and it really happened very quickly that the teacher was able to reach this particular kid and you saw the kid transform just in a period of an hour and he thought wow you know he just learned a lot through that experience so it is for me what i do is both for myself for the guys that i work with for my children I really spend the time to find the right person. And, you know, of course, it's not about finding the perfect person. And you just look, and then you find them.
0: Maybe it's part of the concept, too, of when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So (laughs) I was just
1: going to, yeah. (laughs) That's the key is when the student is ready, when the student is willing, teacher, the right teacher will appear. And, you know, these teachers are all over the place. They're everywhere. So, yeah, it's about a way, and this is what I do with the young men that I work with, is once I've created enough of a bond with them, we are then exploring life with a certain set of eyes. We're, we're out in the world. This is why I say it's therapy in motion. We're, we're out in the world using a different set of eyes. We're, we're becoming curious. We're becoming humble. We're becoming willing. And when you do that, you attract teachers to you. And this is what's happened in my personal life and with the men that I work with. And
0: in this work, there's a, a certain important part of it, I believe, that is in nature, the need to kind of get out into on the land and in the mountains or in the forests. And we were talking about being at the ocean. That uh, is is an important piece of all of this.
1: It is. And that's becoming more and more of an important part of my personal life. Uh, And it certainly was a big part of my work with men over this last year when culture essentially shut down you know we had to go to nature um, however you know as, as you read in the book I, I'm a big believer as, as a Greek in the power of the agora you know the vibrant community um, the restaurants the coffee shops the, the um, uh, climbing gyms I'm a big believer in the power of culture, so the ideal way is to use both nature and culture and to to really um, really ignite a young man's passion for life.
0: This has just so much feeling of hope and optimism to it. And certainly you've had that experience. You've been doing this work for, for fifteen years now, I believe, Gregory. hmm Yeah. And, and so you've seen the successes of this. I mean, there, we're reading it in the book, The Primal mm-hmm. Method. hmm
1: Yeah, I've seen a lot of success. And and in in the face of extreme adversity and and low uh Low chances of success, but what I bring primarily to this equation, to this work, is that that unbending hope, and and I'm very patient with that hope, and I found a way to channel my hope into uh, this relationship with with men, um, which is why I say the the first way that I channel that hope is just in making a bond with them, right? I'm not really looking to, to win it all in one, you know, moment. Uh, but when I'm with men, uh, I have an attitude of extreme optimism. I fully believe that it's going to work. And this optimism is contagious. And it, it tends to materialize what we're hoping for. Uh, however, there's always um, barriers to that, both in myself and the other person. So we're not Pollyannic. We're, we're also talking about and, and acknowledging, like, wow, I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to work, you know, or these, these thoughts come up. So, but it's just about how we, how we uh, address or acknowledge those thoughts. And, um, yeah, it's been amazing because I remember with some of the guys that I started working with early, I would have this thought like, wow, it's never going to work with this guy, right? And I realized, uh, and it ended up working, I realized that there's three three vital, or actually four. There's, There's the spirit that I bring to the work. There's the method, there's the spirit that the young man brings to the work, and then there's just grace and whatever, whatever leads anything in life to work. But I, and I tell that to the young men, I say, listen, for this to work, I'm going to bring what I need to bring, and the method will absolutely work, but your, your spirit and what you bring to this is vital, and, and when you task a man with that, uh, this is a very empowering, you know, um, uh, offer or, yeah. or invitation to him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: That... That's, the, that's the act of, of Jim putting the baseball in the hand, right? Yes. It's, I believe you're my man, mm-hmm. and here's the baseball, but now it's your baseball. And what you have in, in society, believe me, it's, a lot of it is not that we're not doing things for young men. In some respects, we're doing too much, right? That's this snowplow parenting or helicopter parenting where we're trying to do everything. That does not awaken a man's primal power. What awakens primal power is putting the baseball in their hand. And, and I believe in you, you know, and then the method comes in
0: right which i can feel the excitement of that the really powerful energy well there it is very very exciting we we need to mention your website i meant to do this earlier so let's mention how people can find you and get a lot more information
1: sure so my my company moniker is brother gregory and uh, that, that really, you know, uh, comes from the spirit of really becoming a brother to these young men that I work with. And uh, the website is gowiththebro.com. And we have a lot of, you know, different resources and all the podcasts that I've been on. And uh, I also have an Ask Brother Gregory section where parents and, and young men send in their questions, and I I answer those in a community forum so that everybody can learn from the common challenges that we're all facing. Right.
0: Well, it's a very valuable website, gowiththebro.com, because here, too, you can find out more about the book, but the book, too, is now available. You can ask for it at your Favorite bookseller, the Primal Method, a book for emerging men, uh, and this is again such encouragement, isn't it, Gregory, for for young for young men, for their parents, for it, educators, for us as a as a whole community.
1: Mm-hmm. Listen, what we have been doing in my work with these young men is nothing short of miraculous, and just so heartwarming. And we've done this over the period of years. And the book is about welcoming and sharing about what we've been doing so that people can know that there is a path out. There is a way through. So, uh, you know, in the acknowledgments of the book, I, I was very honest that Um, I reached a point in writing the book where I felt I could not do it. It just was too difficult for me to put into words what we were doing. And my wife uh, told me that if that's the case, if I am unable to put into words what's happening and to share with with the world, then all of my work... And all of what we men are doing is going to die with me and with us. And there was something about that statement that really, uh, really galvanized my effort. And I I remember just it lit my fire to go into this with all of myself. And I know that this book can reach young men. I know that parents can read this and, and they can say, this is what I've been waiting for. And so I hope that they uh, read it and um, and that it gives them the hope that it has provided to us.
0: Well, I feel that you have certainly done your part in offering the stories and offering your experiences, Gregory. And certainly, this time together this morning, opening up some of the stories, I feel is such encouragement and offers hope. So. Gregory Kufakos, it's been great. Thank you for your passion and your work and the time this morning.
1: Thank you so much.